Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 Overload. I am Peter, that is Matt. And this is a show where we talk about movies. We do this particular show once per month, and the way this one works is... I mean, the discussion is like any other discussion show we do, but our patrons on patreon.com slash TV and the $5 tier and up, they get to vote on this particular show. I pick a film, Matt picks a film, the idea is that we both pick a film that we love, and it goes head to head, and our patrons vote in which one we'll do, and not always, but sometimes we'll pick a film we know the other person won't like, because we know each other's tastes. And in this particular case, my pick one, and it is one which I was expecting Matt to hate with a passion, and that film is Under the Skin, which is uh, a few years old, uh, 2013, it's a science fiction film, uh, which stars Scarlett Johansson, directed by Jonathan Glazer, and the plot of the film is that she is an alien that is taking the appearance of a human female, and she goes through Scotland and lures men into her trap for some reason. But I wish they... she had lured you into her trap. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody that voted for this can go to that trap as well. <laughs> oh, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was at the bear. That's funny. Then when you, we end up missing an arm, we'll all uh, we'll all know why. So you poked at the bear. Uh, so so this was. I put this in, and I didn't necessarily mean to pick something that was going to piss off Matt this much. And from his initial reaction here, I'm getting the impression that he did not enjoy this this film. No. You might remember when you had me watch Only God Forgives? <laughs> well, that was before we had shows for this kind of thing, but yes. I, of, of course. Yeah. you're like, yeah, you'll probably like it. And we, we didn't know each other as as well. <laughs> and and then, we, we I mean... We had a conversation about it, and I was just like, I just don't get it. I mean, I like com- compared to Under the Skin, Only God Forgives was fantastic. Oh my! <laughs> and and I really didn't like the Only God Forgives is you know it's Nicholas Winding Refn and uh, Ryan Gosling uh, reteaming, and I love Drive. Drive is so good, and so Pete tells me to watch that one, and I hated it. I was just like, what's up with everything? It's like a dream. Things don't make sense. And he's like, yeah, but it's about the atmosphere and the mood. And and I was like, no, that that story had no story. And, so, it's like, so, yeah, there was a story, but that's, that's for another time to discuss. Yeah. Uh, slight, slight little bit of trivia on that. Um, I don't know how true this is. I just heard this from another podcast. But apparently Refn was kind of shocked by the success of Drive. Like, he was taken aback. He's like, oh, this is successful. I've never had this before. Oh, I need to make something that's so anti-mainstream, no one no one but the artist of guys will like it. And that that was the intention with Only God Forgives. I don't <laughs> well, know how true that is. Go. But I, I kind of love that idea that he went, oh, no, too many people like this one. I need, I need to make something weirder. Yeah. That was, that, was the, that was the philosophy. Well, if that was the case, mission accomplished. <laughs> so... Under the skin, yes, it's uh, yeah. We'll start spoiler free, I think. Uh, we can we can talk. Oh. A, <laughs> we can talk. <laughs> we can talk a bit about it without spoilers, I think. Uh, and uh, we'll give you a warning before spoilers, and we'll see. We'll see I'll, how. I'll give much... you my spoiler right now. Nothing freaking happens. Plenty of things happen, Matt. Plenty oh of things. man. Plenty oh, of things. Man. So 
that this this is a very kind of Kubrick esque kind of um, it's not Lynch. I feel like you would want to see Lynch. I don't think it's very Lynch at all. This is this is what I've learned. I have a new least favorite filmmaker, and it's no longer <laughs> David Lynch. It, it's Glazer, right? It's Glazer, right? That, that's this, jo- Jonathan, this guy's name. Jonathan Glazer, which, by the way, the name Glazer is amazing. Like, I, I, I would be so lucky to be called Glazer. Yeah, well, <laughs> Glasgow Laser. That's what I think it's short for. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, Lynch, I've, I've learned I might not like a lot of Lynch. It, it turns out I like Lynch fans less than Lynch movies, I think. Hmm. Um, but because well, like... I like, I enjoyed Blue Velvet. I didn't enjoy Mulholland Drive um, as much. But yeah, so oh, Lynchian does not describe that. This is no. methodical and. And and not in the way that Lynch is, you know. Lynch has this methodic, methodolic. I don't even know the words. This movie's broken my brain. Um, I guess he has these methods of in which he tells the story that most of the time cuts cuts the crap out. Glaze is just like, oh no, we're we're gonna watch somebody walk down an entire length of a football field. We're not gonna cut away once. <laughs> Like, man, like Lynch would give some nice arty dissolves as they're heading towards the camera. Guys, there's like, nah, none of this, man. And and I realized this is a movie for people that watch too many movies. Like, I watch a lot of movies, but I don't watch like you. Like, again, look at the wall behind you. Like, you take loving movies to a whole other level, right? Mm-hmm. And you watch a whole lot of them, a lot more than I do. And so if you need something that's like a – I don't want to call it a palate cleanser, but I don't have anything else. Something that's a break from typical movie and storytelling, then this is for you. Um, me, I like typical storytelling. I like there to be A happens, B happens, B, and then – See happens. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to drop some some truth bombs on Matt here. Here we go. Some truth bombs. So over twenty thirteen. Like movies. The, the, this came out. I mean, this is listed as twenty thirteen, but I actually didn't see the public until twenty fourteen. You know, it was at festivals and things in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty thirteen was we had her, which Scarlett Johansson voiced a an operating system. It was a oh, you know, bizarre love story. Uh, also, a really good film. Uh, then 2014 had this, and this w- was relatively close to Winter Soldier, right? Which obviously also had her playing Black Widow. Um, of those three movies, I think Winter Soldier is easily the weakest of the three. God, I want to punch you so bad right <laughs> now. I, if we were in the same moon, you'd be in a headlock. And that's the, There'd be I, people I, breaking I, us up. And just to be clear, I, I like I like Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a good movie. I'm just saying, under the skin. I- don't that- understand that, Pete. Even, <laughs> even on your artiest level, where you're telling me to watch Paris, Texas, and I've been putting it off because I'm sure that's going to come up to a vote. And you know, uh, Paris, Texas isn't that arty though. Paris, Texas, just exactly, a really damn good drama. Right. So, but even even at that, man, this, uh, I I I don't have words without going into spoilers because a lot of my problems with it come from from basically the lack of action and 
it, it's based off of book because oh uh, man, I've had I've had some days of this just dating to do some research, and the book actually oh. sounds like there's stuff to it. Oh, see, none so of what, which what, 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 I picked up on. What Glazer did is Glazer came along and said, "No, this book's got too much stuff in it. Let's get rid of all that. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of all this, <laughs> and we're just going to have this. This is just nice and simple, and we're going to do that, and we're going to do it with an exceptional amount of tone and atmosphere, and an exceptional sense of realism, uh, because it is ultra realistic. And a, a, a lot of that was accomplished by the fact that a lot of the obviously a lot of the people she picks up and actually takes back to the the layer that those are actors but early on there's like a montage of her like talking to different people because she's riding about in a van she's driving a van around scotland and she's picking like she's like talking pulling guys off the side of the road to ask them for directions and things some of those people are not actors some of those people actually didn't know they were in a movie obviously they had to agree to it after the fact because otherwise right. we wouldn't see the footage uh, and i imagine there was maybe several they did do that with and they said no i don't want to be in a movie uh, but you know they've got scarlett johansson in a, in a wig and she looks kind of different and she's driving around there's something ultra real about the way this is filmed and the way it just kind of looks around at people and like you know because there'll be montages where she's looking at people on the street but it won't just be lots of good looking people you actually get the feeling that this is just lots of random people and it it has kind of this this yeah almost as if the director just set up a camera and was like here this is what wherever in scotland looks like and we're (laughs) gonna get everybody like it, 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 it's a very down-to-earth science fiction film, but it has that dark green tone. It has that, has that dark. And I, I think things I would compliment it for is uh, it's very rare that you get to see a woman in the predator role, if you will, yeah. where she's the dangerous one. And that, that flips a lot of dynamics on its head. Uh, it plays with that throughout the movie, uh, especially as she sort of goes through her arc, uh, which she does have. As much as Matt might dispute and say nothing happens, uh, there is things there. And <laughs> uh, like, like you say, it's very methodical. There's lots of long shots. There's lots of long scenes uh, where it really lets the the moments sink in. Uh, the whole idea that like it's just taking it's like a small fraction of what's happening in the world, and we, we're just getting one little glimpse into something as it's happening. Uh, it's great stuff. Uh, here's a story. I went to see this at the theater mm-hmm. when it came out, and the opening of the movie. So this is the very first moment, is there's this music that plays. This is the th- part where I was like, okay, this is very Kubrick, because it was re- reminding me a lot of like, oh. 2001 and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You've so got... I, wa- I watch this through my Apple TV, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, because it's downstairs and it's hooked to Wi-Fi and whatnot, sometimes it takes a little bit to get going. Mm. I didn't realize it was going for a solid minute and a half, <laughs> because there's just black and a light tone. And I kept, I was like, it says it's going, but it's not going. There's like like a circular bit of light, and it's very sort of abstract. You're not really sure what you're looking at. At one point, it looks like maybe it's planets, like you're in space, and it's all these planets. But then it becomes clear as it goes forward that it's actually the formation of an eye. Eventually, it sort of comes, it looks like an eye, and then it blinks, and then it's an actual eye. And it's like, basically the idea is this is the creation of uh, her eye, her her body, her human Mm. form. Yeah. but it's very abstract. There's like a good five minutes where it's basically like an overture as this is happening. It's all just these shapes and things are coming together. And I remember sitting in the theatre and looking around me and no one else who was around was it was prepared for this. And I sat, I just sort of sat, I went, rubbed my hands together and went, oh, this is for me, baby. <laughs> this is, this is, this is going to be artsy as shit and I'm going to love every second of it. Oh, man. I, I do love this movie, Matt. I, and, 
I, and then see, I just and usually when when we have this discussion, I can always look at like 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 our last one, like the other week. You know, I get it. Yeah, you like that movie though. Yeah, but but something like Blue Velvet, I even get mm. that, or or Twin Peaks, like your love of Twin Peaks, I get all that. I watch this and I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get what he there. This is the dude that loves aliens like the movie like this is this is the dude that got me to watch all the friday the 13th movies and i ha- i have sp- i have diversity in my taste man that, that, yeah. that is perfectly natural yeah but when you say like the way that you say that you love it i just i can't wrap <laughs> my head around that like you say that you love this like i say i love forgetting sarah marshall like and I just I remember you talking about this on an early incarnation of of 1.21 when you went to the theater and saw it and even then I'm listening to the story I was like yeah I like Scarlett Johansson but this doesn't sound like it's for me um, I think it ended up which is what? why I've been giggling the entire time since we started this as soon as you started talking I've been basically giggling and had a smile across my face because yeah. it, it, like I, I just you you putting yourself through this. Or more oh, accurately, man. the patrons putting you through this. Yeah, is... you guys. I have, I have two fingers I'm holding up under the camera <laughs> that I'm not going to show because I I would like this to be advertiser friendly. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, even you know, her I thought was on the artier side. Spike Jones, like oh, absolutely, is yeah. You know, and I and I like that. That was a movie you know years ago. I would have been adverse to seeing, being like, eh. It looks like hipster stuff, not for me, but I went and enjoyed myself, and it was a real fun, nice little story. And I like that Scarlett Johansson, despite being like one of the top actresses in Hollywood, took this chance to make this movie hmm. that that I don't think a lot of people knew about. Like, I, I think she bounces around. I think it's that whole idea. She'll do one for them, which is the big blockbuster, mm-hmm. and then she'll do this little artsy movie where she gets to flex her muscles and like question which one was ghost in the shell oh that was the blockbuster yeah that, that was soulless like she didn't give a uh, shit about that movie yeah that was a paycheck i know that's uh that's i know i was trying to make the joke but it didn't land yeah. uh much like ghost in the shell didn't land funnily but... enough this movie's a better ghost in the shell movie than ghost in the shell i i'm gonna take your word for it because <laughs> Ghost in the Shell is something that i've never even though she was in that i was like yeah i'm not seeing that movie you know, like mm. not not my thing, but yeah. And then this one definitely. I'm gonna say this, Pete, and I'm not gonna say it lightly. This might be the worst movie going experience I've had in in a while. Oh, right. um, I thought you were gonna go even more extreme now because I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet from you uh, after you watched this saying it might be the your the worst film you've ever seen. Which no. to to that to that statement, I would say you've not seen enough because. I like, I have seen so much bad, Matt. So yeah, much. but see, you to you, to to paraphrase I, the I, end of Blade Runner, I've seen things that you wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah, and and I believe that. I mean, <laughs> our whole discussion about the video nasty series, you know. Like, oh yes, uh, yes. You know, but I mean, at least this has a a quality to it that some of those other movies don't. That's why that that was mainly just for shock. Saying it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but as a whole, complete movie. It is towards that, towards the 
well, that spectrum of my taste. I, I, I think I think when you watch it, though, I, I think what you can't deny is those. Even if you hate it, even if you hate every single second of it, mm-hmm. every fiber of your being, the director's getting exactly what he's trying to achieve. If that makes sense, like he, he he's got a vision, he's doing it, he's executing it, and it's it's there. That this isn't someone who doesn't know what they're doing. This isn't someone who yeah, yeah, yeah. is That's... fumbling around with a camera and being like, oh, right. I guess we'll we'll point it that way. Oh, man. Like, I remember when I was going through film school, going to some of those film festivals that my friends had movies in, uh, yeah. and just some of the utter crap that was there. In fact, that... t- Tim, just this this, this uh, past week, mm-hmm. we we were recording, I think, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street review uh, on, I think, Thursday, and he'd just gotten back from a festival because one of his friends had a short film in, in this festival, but he said he had to sit through just so much crap on either yeah. side of it. Uh, yeah, and, and those are those are most of the time. I don't know about his, because um, it's friend on movie. But in film school, it's people that are still learning, and they're mm. very every idea is super super important and precious. And so you end up, you know, it's a shorts festival, and some of them are clocking in at twenty seven minutes. And I was like, well, yeah, you're bro, you're not in for the Oscars, like. Uh, no, to to be fair, Matt, you know? anything under sixty minutes is classified as a short. Yeah, Academy. yeah, but at the UNLV Film School Short Festival, it's kind of understood to keep it to 15, right? <laughs> Let's not be that self-indulgent, you know. Uh, but yeah, and, and I felt this, I don't, while I don't feel this is very self-indulgent on Glazer's part, there's, I mean, the long, drawn-out sections of it, I'm just like, I thought I could fast-forward through some of these, and Pete would never know unless I said something. I didn't do it. Because I mm. even I couldn't allow myself integrity, man. Integrity. Exactly, it's one of the three eyes. So, along with intensity and intelligence. So it only took Matt ten minutes. Oh, sorry, it's actually close to close to twenty. But you've made a wrestling reference. It just took you eighteen oh. minutes. There you go. Oh dear. Uh, so, so before we get any spoilers, I'll, so I'll give some more spoiler-free thoughts, just because I actually like it. I can tell you a bit more about why yeah. I, why I like it. Uh, so. Yeah, long, broody. I think the tone is there. It, like I say, it feels very real, very, very atmospheric. There, there is a strong arc throughout the film. I think the film has a lot to say. I think it's very. It's one that you can kind of interpret in a couple of different ways. There's definitely one that I kind of, you know, where I feel what, what the movie's saying. It's actually a very dark and depressing movie once you actually start to think about kind of what it is saying. Uh, but it's told very well. It's very bleak. Everything feels bleak and. There's just some some incredible stuff and some really really kind of dark imagery throughout, uh, which I really like. I love the music. I love the especially the the we'll call it the <laughs> the the predator theme when she's actually striking, as it were, and it's all these strings, uh, these really dark strings come in, like really great stuff. Uh, the visuals in those scenes as well are really great. It's very otherworldly, which kind of makes sense given mm-hmm. what, what we're talking about. She's an alien and all that. Uh, and I think that the plot itself is actually very stereotypical. It's very, it's very uh, by the numbers science fiction, but it's how it's told and what it does with how it's told that it, that makes it stand out so much. That makes it that gives it this brooding sense throughout. And yeah, if you if you wanted to not film it with so much style, you could probably cut it all down to about twenty five minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. But but that, that's that's kind of okay because the the point of the movie is that it's a slow brood piece. It's an atmosphere piece. It's taking it all in. Uh, and I, I thoroughly, thoroughly like it. So we're going to get spoilers, so full spoilers from this point on for Under the Skin. Uh, 
So, Matt, <laughs> what, yeah. What, what, what about the plot? What, what, what did you What did you enjoy or not enjoy as a kids' so, movie? The one bright spot of this movie was her interaction with the guy with the deformity. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what what deformity that actually is. Um, I actually had it looked up. I'll I'll, I'll double check. You, yeah. you you give your thoughts. But, while I... but yeah, so she's going around and she's picking up these guys and. They all kind of assume she's a prostitute of some kind, and she picks up this young man with a facial deformity that's really never felt another person's touch. Like, you kind of get them maybe as family, but it's been a very long time, and so she takes him back and, you know, into the van, and he lets her, she lets him touch her face and her hand, and uh, and then it's just she takes him back to her nest or lair or whatever the hell that dark, watery room was. You know? Yeah, it's worth mentioning as well. At this point in the movie, she's already like taken two or three guys back here, yeah. and they, they've they've been harvested. Uh, we'll, we'll call it. Yeah, what, whatever happened to them? Really? Yeah, that was another thing. I was just like, what the hell? But she she has a change of heart. Like she leaves this guy down there, and then goes and as she's leaving her lair, she catches herself in the mirror, and has like this really reflective moment, and goes and basically sets him free. Pun intended, um, by the way, with the yeah. reflective. Well, 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 because she's because yeah. she stares at herself in the mirror for like four minutes straight, and I'm just like, look, <laughs> I like the way Scarlett Johansson look, but let's get this thing moving, like <laughs> you know. No, so. ev- every beat, let it linger, let it linger, yeah, baby. Yeah. That's 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 what well, this movie is. Now, uh, the condition he has, it's basically it's the same as the Elephant Man uh, disease, okay. but it's a uh, neurofibro, sorry. Neurofibromatosis. Uh, I probably okay. butchered that, but that's the uh, the, the, the term. close enough for me. Uh, which, by the way, the actor actually has. It wasn't like a guy in makeup. Yeah. Uh, it was like a real yeah. person uh, who is an advocate for uh, people with uh, disabilities or right. disfigurements in film. Like he's uh, so he, he's he's actually really got that condition, which gives it a real kind of again realism yeah. and uh, authenticity. Uh, which even just like the driving in the night feels very authentic. Like it, it really feels. This is what it looks like when you're driving at night. Like, it doesn't feel like it glossed yeah. up or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so you sort of, you pointed out that that's kind of the big turning point for her character in the film, is that she she arrives and she, like, drives around, she kind of talks to some guys, and she basically tries to, like, deduce, like, are, are, are these people going to be missed? Like, are you know, do you have a girlfriend? Right. Do you live alone? Are you on your own right now? Uh, like basically to look for the the victims that are more kind of like not going to be you know as noticed that they're gone. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like the Pony Express where they only took orphans because mm. you never know if they're going to come back and you weren't going to have to pay a a thing to the family. Yeah, and she yeah. she 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 does it a couple of times. We see see her take it to this really dark room where it's like she's almost walking on water, but as the guy walks behind her uh, naked, she she starts to sort of disrobe, but she only gets maybe so far. And it's kind of luring them in. It's literally sort of reeling them into the trap. And the guy, as they're walking, they, they kind of walk into water without realising it. And they just keep walking. And eventually they're underwater. It's the second time you see what it actually looks like underneath there. Where they're just they're, they're completely naked. They're floating in this abyss. And yep. even though it's kind of like water, you can tell they filmed it in water. It does kind of have this feel that it's not really water. Like it feels different. I, I, I guess I took it as water. Just because... I, I think yeah. it's different. It, it felt, it definitely felt otherworldly to me. But he yeah. sees like the previous victim there, and he basically yeah. self implodes. Like whatever they do to them, they kind of like look older and older, and then they eventually just you know implode into a husk, and there's just this floating skin 
where they once were. And it's a very cool effect. And again, it's very ethereal, uh, which is how I'd describe a lot of the movie, actually. It's very ethereal. Yeah. Uh, so so that, that's kind of what's happening. So she, it's actually before she meets this this character with the disfigurement, she, she, there's, there's some more scenes of her like driving around and looking down the streets and things like that. And it's up until this point, all the shots were all of like men. It was all like vulnerable, possibly vulnerable men. Mm-hmm. And after the second sort of victim, she starts noticing other types of people. She starts noticing, noticing children. She starts noticing uh, other women and stuff like that. And she notices different types of people. And it's like she almost starts to recognize other things in humanity. It's not just the one type of person. Mm-hmm. And because of the type of person she's typically going after, uh, you know, there are all these kind of like arrogant little hotshot assholes who like think, oh, a girl's asking yeah. me to get in the van. Of course I'm going to have sex with her because I'm a, mm-hmm. you know, I'm macho and I'm. It was just kind of toxic masculinity, uh, which is kind of one of the things that I like about the movie is it kind of spins that on its head. Like, the victim she goes after, like, they're so sexually arrogant that they're not in danger. Like, you know, if this was the other yeah. way around, if this was a guy in a van talking, you know, pulling over and talking to girls, women, you'd, yeah. you would be creeped out. You would be like, run, run well, right and, now. And the authorities would be notified. Like, not one person, you get the feeling, like, thought this was strange. Like, all the guys are just like, yeah, check your van, sweet. Yeah, yeah. You Not know? Scarlett Johansson in a van? I am way into this. Let's go in the van. Yeah. And when she gets to the the guy with the disfigurement, and he's going to the supermarket in the middle of the night because, uh, as she doesn't understand, but he's like, oh, people wind me up when I go during the day. He goes at mm-hmm. night so that, because there's less people there. Mm-hmm. And because it's nighttime, he can sort of hide a bit more. And she keeps prodding at him. But part of the reason why this this works Nick, is kind of this final tipping point for her to like actually see that our victims are like maybe humanity is more than just cattle is is that he's the first one who doesn't react the same way that all the other men have done so far all the other men so far have just given her compliments and are, are trying to get into her panties basically whereas he is very nervous he's very timid he's very like kind of respectful and is scared of her and mm-hmm. and like she's never seen this before, and th- th- this like gives her a different reaction. So when she actually lures them back, and she takes them into the trap, and then she has that reflective moment, as you said, and then we see that she actually lets them lets them go. Uh, I mean, he's still naked, and he's still he's just running through the countryside yeah. trying to get home. Uh, and it doesn't end well for him because the 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 other alien in the motorbike that we've seen, you know, the, the one who kind of sets her up with her bike with her van mm-hmm. and uh, makes sure she's. Uh, like checks in on her a couple of times and makes sure everything's going yeah. okay. He never Their speaks. Handler, if you will. Yeah, he's very silent, uh, but yeah. he's very intimidating riding about in his motorbike. And that's actually some of the shots that I think are the most beautiful is him on the bike, like in nighttime. Yeah, dude, I love motorcycle commercials too. Like that's what it felt like to me. So dismissive. Yeah. So dismissive. Yeah. Uh, but he he like he chases him down. It's, it's almost like he's he's also a cleaner. Like he deals with the aftermath yeah. of some of these things and he, he finds him and like just kills him and puts him in, in the car and like, drives off and uh, then he begins to look for her because she basically goes AWOL uh, after this. Yeah. She decides to ditch the van and she she goes into like this small village somewhere and she, she goes off to do other things. But so it's ultimately what the plot of the movie is is that she kind of like notices humanity is maybe actually not so bad and she kind of discovers her, her own humanity possibly because she doesn't really agree with what her race is doing uh, on the planet uh, but what I think is really fascinating about the film and where I think the real depth comes from in a really dark way is that it's when she stops being a predator 
and she starts to open up and she tries to do different things. She tries to eat a bit of cake and she it doesn't go so well. She vomits it out. Uh, she meets a guy who is kind of nice to her and tries to like you know offer her shelter and like maybe he has a motive, but he he, he seems nice enough about it. Like he's he's, he's oh. he seems to generally be trying to help. And they spend the day together. Like, spend a know. couple of days together and. Uh, but we see that she gets scared because she almost thinks that he's leading her into a trap and he's not. Uh, but when they try and have sex later, that also yeah. does not go well. Uh, partly because her body's not actually built for it. Like, she's not actually right. kind of intended to actually be using it in that way. Um, but again, it's very reflective. She's, she's constantly looking at herself in the mirror. She's looking at herself in the mirror naked. She's analysing her body, like, what is yeah. humanity and, uh, you know, what is happiness and all these things. But what I, th- again, what I think makes it so, what gives it the depth and what makes it so dark is that Later on in the film, this other guy finds her and tries to rape her. That's kind of what her final climax is when she's out in this forest. And there's something really sinister about the idea that she sees, she saw good in humanity. She wanted to be a part of it because it was better than her own species. But as soon as she did, the real ugliness of humanity turned round and kind of bit back. And it was yeah. it was kind of like... You know, because this is the thing. like We've had this trope in a lot of sci-fi movies, this idea that an alien or even a robot... Like finds humanity and it's like, oh, humanity is actually Johnny Five. Yeah, it's worth ha- it's worth having and it's it's worth a good thing. I want to be part of that that race. I want to be part of this. But there's something really dark about then the movie turning around saying, no, it's not actually that good at the end. Like you were fooled into this and it's actually kind of toxic and it's really bad. And this guy, when he when he tries to rape her, he ends up like ripping a part of her skin off, and we see what she really is inside. We get a glimpse of it earlier on in one of the uh, mm-hmm. one of the kill scenes, but right. it basically like she's there and she pulls off her skin, and she's this sort of jet black kind of alien figure, and he comes back and just douses her with gasoline and sets her on fire. Uh, that that's that's his first instinct. I don't understand this. I'm going to kill it. Right. And there's just something so like profoundly depressing and dark about the, it's really it's really as a criticism about how awful humanity is uh that if we don't understand something we will just burn it and she 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 becomes vulnerable she she's in power when she's the predator she is the one in power earlier on in the film was this like gang of like thugs like sort of start like attacking the van and she just kind of shrugs it off and drives away she doesn't care no. she's in control um but then when she actually lets herself become vulnerable she is completely screwed over. Um, it, it's all—it's almost like, uh, like if, if you're if you're looking at it from like a gender roles point of view, and like the first half of the movie's kind of got it flipped on its head because she's the predator and she's in control. Mm-hmm. But the minute she becomes part of the human race, or she tries to become part of the human race, she then gets all of the baggage that comes with that for a female, and all the sexual assault and harassment and mm-hmm. the, the way they're treated in society. It, it's really a, a critical movie in that sense and Matt is worried to tears because he doesn't care about any of this I mean I do but <laughs> I felt there's, there's a better way to deal with it than I want something that to me at least feels substantive instead of so ethereal you know like those are good points to be made but mm. when when they're coming so far in between and it's lost my attention you know because I don't care about the character, so, like, so I'm just like I think ultimately your problem with the film, your number one problem is not really what the idea of the film is, not really the story no. it's telling. It's just about how it's told. That's exactly, and that that usually goes back to most most of the things I don't enjoy. Where like there could be something there that I enjoy, but the way in which it was executed, uh, mm. that that's where I usually run into the problems. 
Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to recall some stuff I really didn't enjoy. Um, but it's hard right now because I tend to like most things, you know, and I have a, a pretty decent sliding scale on on that, you know. And and it's not. I've had people accuse me of of not liking things because it's too heady, and it's like no, like I can watch heady things, you know. Like I don't know if Zodiac is considered uh, heady. But I mean, that's my favorite Fincher film, yeah, you know. I mean, you know, and and that's as methodical of, of a movie as, as he made. You know, that thing's like near three hours, and you've you've gone on a decades long journey with these characters. You know, it feels epic. But yeah, it was just the way that in which it was told that a lot of those themes resonated with me. But at the by the end of the movie, I was kind of like, well, I, I didn't care. I didn't have sympathy as much for this character. And it's nothing on Scarlett Johansson's part, you know. I feel like she was doing the best of her ability. So, but yeah, it was just one of those where I just didn't enjoy it. I did feel sympathy for her. I think she's very relatable in a lot of weird ways, especially as the movie goes on, because she's basically trying to find her place in the world. That's essentially what's happening. Uh, She's trying to find her own place and be her own thing rather than... Uh, just because I think what's funny is because when the the, the baker uh, is like chasing mm-hmm. her down, he's trying to find her for the second half of the movie. You, at first, you think you, you feel like she's he's going to hunt her, like he, he just wants to take her out now because she's jeopardizing the mission. Mm-hmm. But by the time you get to the end of the movie, you actually kind of feel like, oh, maybe he's not. Maybe he actually just wants to protect her. He because he right. he knows where this is going to go. He knows what the path this is leading to. Because uh, one one of the movie actually opens with uh, after the the whole eye uh, like mm-hmm. abstract thing is. Uh, the bikers that we see him first, and he actually like he stops his bike after a bit of a drive, and he just walks off the road into like into you know the the wild not the wildlife the you know the, the mm-hmm. foliage and the bushes, but it's dark, it's night time, so he just walks out into darkness, he just disappears, and then he walks back out carrying a body. Uh, it's actually this body that Scarlett Johansson then takes her clothes from in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think the implication here is that she's actually the previous alien. Uh, that, that's what I got from it because the van was already there. It's the idea that, that, that whoever was on this mission before her was this this person, and uh, she's she's taking the clothes and uh, going out. But actually, I love that shot because when she's taking the clothes, I think it's in the van. But they give it this like all white kind of uh, again very alien yeah. look to it, and like she's in complete yeah. silhouette looking down at her at the end, and it's just this long and uh, it's a lot of long shots, admittedly, but uh, yeah, but like. For me, the ethereal nature is what makes them gives the movie its atmosphere, uh, and that's not to say that you couldn't tell this in a more conventional way. Yeah. And it could be a great story. It it, it could be, uh, but for for me, that's what the movie is. Like if you take that away, it's not under the skin. Like that, that's kind of the the the, the, the whole thing. And um, mm-hmm. so 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 you you've got you've got that implication uh, that she's replaced someone already. So it's kind of like this assembly line thing. But so the idea that the baker, like you know. Is even maybe more concerned because the previous one already died for in some way. We don't know how she died. Maybe a guy just fought back at some point, and right. maybe she picked up the wrong person, and it was dangerous or or whatever. Uh, but I think that's kind of fascinating. Uh, one one of the darkest scenes because again, this is before any of the like hard gaining humanity. After the first kill, there's a scene with her at the a beach, uh, yeah, in the north of Scotland. And she she meets this this surfer or not surfer just a swimmer but he's got like a you know he's got a wetsuit on he's yeah he he looks like a body surfer he's yeah. he's swimming and to the people that go there and swim in that super cold water even in like the summer props to you 
Oh, he's got, he's, 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 he was Czech. He's, he's, he's got balls. That's what he is. He's, yeah, yeah. he's just even yeah. colder water. So that's, I think that's his. I guess, but yeah. I would not like. Man, anyways. Uh, but uh, so she's just talking to him, but then there's this family nearby, and the, the dog. They've got a dog with them who's swimming, and he's he's like too far out. So their 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 kid starts like swimming towards the dog, and that is dangerous. The waters are getting dangerous, so the dad starts to swim out after it. Mm-hmm. And our surfer dude, he he swims out to try and save, and he can only get as far to save the dad. So he pulls the dad back to shore, but the kid's too far gone because we see that when the surfer gets back, he is exhausted. He can't do any more. He yeah. can barely stand up when he gets the dad back. And the dad immediately gets back up and tries to go back out again after his family. And I like that. I really like that because it's like, oh, no, this is like, this is maybe the first spark in her head. She sees this person try to go, even though it's hopeless, to try and go and Mm -hmm. save someone. Like, this is maybe the first true spark of humanity. Uh, But one of the most haunting shots in this whole thing, I mean, she goes over and puts, she she kills the sufferer. She smashes him in the back of the head with a rock just to put him out of his misery. But we see the, uh, the 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 biker come in to do do the clean up job. He like takes the tent and he, like, he gets all the, the belongings, and he comes and gets the body. Now there's a little baby who is with the family. There's a baby who's there and just is just crying away. And the biker never even looks at him. He never acknowledges nope. his presence. He just gets the body, he gets the stuff, and he walks off. He doesn't care. And we get this final shot in this scene at night time. This this you know toddler, he's maybe two years old trying to stand up while he's crying yep. and he can't he's he's just getting there he's, he's just standing up he manages to do it but it's it's a real struggle for him and we just watch him try to stand and you almost get the feeling that this represents like humanity as a whole we're, we're struggling we're trying to stand but we just can't but it's heartbreaking to watch because the kid's on his own he's just been left there alone at night time no one cares this right. alien is no, he's not human he does not it's, care it's kind of like nature I, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and I love when he'll talk about the natural world because his his go to is nature doesn't give an f about you mm-hmm. like and and that's just it is like you know to, to go out there and try to fight nature you're only looking to get knocked out because again it and he has all these stories about bears and and wolves and and you know all this really cool stuff that I enjoy and I guess you can take that on you know as a bleak view, but I always look at it as a positive thing. Cause yeah, nature doesn't give a crap about us, but we can make ourselves better, you know, and, and go out there to face that. And there's no, oh, yeah. like, I, like, I, I, I don't think they're saying movie. about the, oh, yeah, think... but like you were saying about the, the surfer, you know, he comes back. We know he, this is like his thing and he comes back exhausted, but the dad's running on pure, adrenaline to go out there oh yeah the, and, the, this and, is a positive moment no, this is what I'm saying Like yeah. this is this is a spark for her I think this is the first time she witnesses something right. truly good for a split second and she doesn't really take it in at this point but this is kind of the first thing she sees of that uh, when I'm talking about the movie being bleak and being really dark, it's more about humanity it's more about us being the, the blight than anything else and then again I, I don't like people but I like humanity so <laughs> I always try to see the good in it but there's always a couple that just ruin that you know usually in traffic or at work you <laughs> yeah. know well i mean i'll say every movie should be this bleak but this one movie oh. wants to look at that it wants to have that yeah. that, that dark side to it and i think again that whole theme of like try to find her place in the world is that there's that beautiful shot when she goes she goes to sleep just before she's like attacked by the the, the, the you know the tree cutter or whoever he is in the mm. forest she finds this little uh this little shack this little hut 
and she goes to sleep and there's this beautiful shot uh, of all the trees and she's like superimposed over the trees as she's sleeping and you see all the trees blowing in the wind in her like mm-hmm. sort of face and body and it just kind of feels that she's one with like the flow of the the, the world um and it just oh, it's just a gorgeous gorgeous shot uh, as is the ending you know with the like when she's you know you know, we see what's under the skin, literally. But the whole idea that the movie's about the under the skin of us, like as a whole, as, as a as a as a people's, uh, is really quite fascinating. Uh, I, I love the final moment as well with the snow, like you see all the snow falling, the cameras looking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautiful for for me. Like everything is so hypnotic. Like every every shot, every moment, it's just like like I feel it building. I feel it in. For me, you can do something this slow and this. It's a such a simple tone poem uh, where every every moment's kind of yeah. like a, a, a painting on its own and you can see, just appreciate it. See, there, there you go with the tone poem and that's that's the stuff I tend to stay away from just because I'm just like, look, I like storytelling as a, or filmmaking as a storytelling medium and I was never into poetry as it were, you know, because like, it's everything that you're just describing, you know, so mm-hmm. when, then you go and you put that on the film medium and I'm just like, Man, I thought I went through school already. I'm out, like, you know. That's the thing. Poetry still tells a story. Now, I'm not a big poetry yeah. guy in written form, but if we're calling this film poetry, if we're calling this visual poetry, uh, then sure, yeah, give me it. I love abstract, abstract movies. I love deciphering them. What, what do things mean? And it's not even that abstract. It's actually quite straightforward in terms of a story. Like, it's, it's not like mm-hmm. a confusing narrative. The narrative is actually pretty oh, laid no, out. No. Oh, no, I... <sighs> This wasn't nearly as confusing as some of the, uh, you know, even Only God Forgives with, with that, to, go, to bring it back to that, to where I was just kind of lost. Like, I felt like I was missing scenes from it. Uh, you know, this was, uh, like you just said, very straightforward, but still, like you said, like that last scene, I, I wasn't nearly as moved by it. I was just like, oh, well, that, man, that sucks. So, uh, that at last... that point, I was also ready for this thing to be over. That, so that last scene is tragic as hell. Like, that, that last scene hits me hard. Yeah. It's well, also this really is, this is proof that you have emotion and you're not a robot. So it's that's, also that's good. It's also really suspenseful. Like when she's running from that guy and she feels like you know if the tables have turned. She is now the victim. She is the prey, mm-hmm. and there's a predator. It feels really because you don't know where he is. You don't see him coming, uh, and she's trying to get away. Like it's, it's all very well shot. It's very tense. It's very. Um, just like it, it has that feeling and what I like about it as well in terms of flipping the table is it, we've always been with her so early on in the film we're with the predator we're with her watching the victim and mm-hmm. we're in this we're, it almost feels voyeuristic because we're it's like a snuff movie almost where we're on her side but then at this point in the end of the movie it's more like a traditional horror film in the sense that we're with the victim right. and we don't know where the, the, the villain is and that that is really effective to me um but like no, just like everything. Yeah, I wasn't expecting the fire. Like when he left, I figured he was getting an axe or a chainsaw. Mm. I wasn't expecting gasoline. Like, you know, that was something. You know, I don't want to say nice because again, it's a but <laughs> nice surprise. I guess you could say. Oh man, no, I I, I love like I, I know you hate this stuff, but like. Right. For example, that scene where she meets the the, the guy who's nice to her uh, at the bus stop, and mm-hmm. like the opening shot of that, she's just walking down this road, and like it lasts this really wide shot, 
and she's walking down the whole thing, and she's walking past the bus stop, and the guy stops her and says, hey, the bus will be along in a minute, like, because cl- clearly, mm-hmm. this is out in the countryside, there's clearly not going to be, like, another town or whatever for a while. Yeah. Um, and, like, but the entire thing, like, takes place in this one really wide, like, high-angle shot looking down at the, the entire sort of village, but it's just, like, I love it because it's just, it's her in the world, it's how small she feels with the world around her. Uh, it's, it's really good also I like when they got on the bus the bus driver because there's no one else in the bus it's just them plus the bus driver yeah. so he's like talking back to them he's like yeah stop trying to chat her up she's not interested in you <laughs> yeah uh, I will say on, on a, if, if I'm going to make a complaint and this is not even a real complaint it's just a complaint mm-hmm. on a personal level is that some of the Scottish uh, men in this make me cringe really bad yeah but I think you could just drop from Scottish to men because... Oh sure, yeah. It's, it's, honestly, yeah it's, yeah, it's what they are as men more than the fact that they're Scottish. Yeah. But the fact that they're doing it with that thick Scottish accent it just yeah. makes me cringe a little bit more. Yeah, because yeah. because they, they're trying to chat her up and they're being really cringe. Like, oh, I think yeah. you're dead, girl. Just darling, and just you know. Yeah, we've all things. kind of seen that, you know, and and, and you just kind of roll your eyes yeah. at them, you know. So, but yeah, man, those those guys, especially. Do you think they realized they were talking to Scarlett Johansson? Or you thought, oh, this girl just looks a lot like her? Or, hey, that's just a pretty girl. Do you know, I've, I've heard this, because there's, there's shots in the movie as well where it's like it's, it's in the van, the camera's like over the shoulder, and it's mm-hmm. looking out into like busy streets and stuff. And I'm like, man, I, I really kind of buy that no one noticed like she was in the van. Because yeah. how, how often do you look into like, you know, car windows when you're walking? You don't really, like... No. Maybe occasionally, but not not to the extent where you'd really notice yeah. people. And even if you do see her, she's got this wig on. Like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. she, maybe you think, oh, she looks like her, but why would she be here? Because, like we say, right. it's not like when they were filming in the van, they had a big crew or anything like that. Like, they they wanted it to be uh, in disguise. They wanted it to go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, uh, I was reading actually the director uh, Glazer. He he didn't want to cast Johansson at first. He uh, he wanted an, oh. an unknown to be even more stealthy. Uh, the reason why he, he gave in was, uh, one, he saw her screen test, and of course she's very good, because uh, yeah. of course she is, and then two, uh, casting a big name like that gave him a bigger budget. So he was like, okay, you know what, yeah, I'll, I'll cast her yeah. and we'll have a big... Because everyone else is unknown. There's no one else in the movie you yeah. remotely recognise. No. Uh, but I, I think it's... Uh, it's fa- and she's also she's doing the accent as well. She's got like a thick English accent uh, for whatever yeah. reason. And that was quite nice. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I, I like all that stuff. Uh, and, and being set in Scotland, I mean, it's it's kind of funny being Scottish and just like the, like because it feels like Scotland the entire time. Everything's very kind of, yeah. you know, just that little bit wet kind of feel to it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it looked like Scotland that I've seen be represented in, you know, TV and movies. Yeah. I watch a lot of travel stuff too, to, so you know, it's not. Joe, Joe, I like him. Do you know what I actually like about it is um, typically one of my criticisms of Scottish movies and stuff or, you know, movies that are set in Scotland and uh, that kind of thing is I feel like more often than not they have to really play up the, like, they'll rate it because, oh, this is a, a Scotland movie so we'll make it very Scottish. What I, 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 I get kind of annoyed that you very rarely just see a movie that could be made anywhere. It just happens to be set in Scotland. And I feel like this mm-hmm. kind of falls into that where, no, this is a movie about an alien hunting men down. This could have taken place anywhere. It just happens to be Definitely. set in Scotland, and that's that's kind of cool. I like that. I like that aspect. Now, do you think that since the director's English, do you think there was a reason he chose Scotland? Uh, Is there? Well, it's the book. The book's set in Scotland. Okay. So well, that makes sense. Uh, I have no well, idea. He, I mean, he didn't use much from the book. That is true. Outside of kind of 
the synopsis. So, uh, I, I guess yeah. the the bleak look of the country added to the bleak tone <laughs> of the film. <laughs> to, yeah. uh, I, I guess I don't know, um, but no, it, it, it works. I don't know, I'm just. Uh, that's a good question, though. Like, I, I don't know uh, why the book was written. I don't know if the, the author's... Uh, if, yeah. uh, may, may... I didn't look beyond deeper than just the kind of synopsis of the book. And oh, no, he's... It's very, it's very sci-fi. He's Dutch. You know? The writer's Dutch. So that oh, doesn't even... So uh, I'd be curious, actually. I'd, I'd love to yeah. know why. But, um, yeah, the book apparently like answers a lot of stuff. You don't really need in the movie, but like, it tells you what, what she's harvesting, why they're on Earth, and yeah. things like that. See, I like those answers. Some people think that it's a little too, you know, spoon feedy, but I like. Well, it, it, that it, might just. It's fine you know. in certain. Like, depending on what you're going for, it's fine, but I think here the mystery is actually adds a lot to the tone of the film. Like, I feel like if we got a scene where we're like we're seeing. Oh, we need all the meat from the men for for this reason, and like you know, that's something you do in Star Trek. That's something you yeah. do in I don't know an episode of uh, X Files or whatever. Like I was, I was just gonna say X Files. Yeah, like I, I don't feel like you need it here because it's kind of like no, no. You, you understand the concept of alien life. You understand the concept of harvesting materials. You don't really need to go any deeper than that uh, for here. It, leave I want to the- know what that water stuff was and why that was the method chosen. You know, nah. See, for, for for me, the mystery is what gives it life. For me, not telling me is what makes it fascinating. See, like, you give me a mystery, I want to figure it out, and when I want to figure it out, I want answers, even because, if it's not because fulfilling. Otherworldly, like see, that that feeling of truly being otherworldly means that I shouldn't understand what it is. So the idea that it's kind of weird and I don't quite get what that water substance is. Is is cool to me because that that feels genuine. But then when you have someone explain, oh, it's actually this, and it's made from this, and it does this, and I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. Like now you've like kind of lost the mystique. The mystique's <laughs> a big part of it. And oh I'm, man, I'm, yeah. uh, this is one of our breakpoints. That's that's just it. But I mean, that's personal taste. Like I don't think you're wrong for that. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? I, yeah. That's just how you. That's how you deal with that. You know, it's it's why we split over Mahal and Drive so much. <clears throat> I think you bring a lot of yourself into that movie and it's kind of out of the Lynch films I've seen. It's the one that does that the most. Now I don't know if Twin Peaks does that, you know, um, but I know Blue Velvet didn't. So those are the two that I've seen. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> I'll have to pick more Lynch films for the, uh, <laughs> for these yes. votes. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a plan going forward. Um, so no, I, I think I think I think we've uh, we've, we've talked about it. Uh, yeah. Any last moments or scenes that you felt that you wanted to to mention? No. no? Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> suppose. Actually, just uh, one minor uh, little note. Actually, I actually when I went to see this, I didn't know it was set in Scotland. Uh, uh-huh. And there's the moment after she's she's got you know she's got her clothes and she's in the van and she's driving. It cuts to the uh, the shopping mall. And she's going to get some clothes and stuff. Uh, there was a weird moment in that scene where I realised I knew where she was, and I went, "Oh wait, I know where this is. I've been there." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that, I was like, "That happens a lot when there's things that are set in Vegas." Yeah. That I'm just like, like in The Hangover, there's a scene of, in the suite, and it's like, "Wow, they actually got that right." Because I, I know well, that. I imagine like. it's a little bit different when it's like the strip, kind of, kind of like Times Square. I feel like. Times Square's used so often in movies that it doesn't yeah. you, you even feel it anymore. You just don't even pay attention to it. 
Yeah. Where's okay? Well, then I'll I'll see that and and raise Jurassic Park to the places in Hawaii that I've been that I've known. Oh, there you, you go. Know? Yeah, yeah, except that's faking it for a different place, though. They're not meant to be Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. no. But I'm I'm saying once yeah. you know those mountains, you know, and and you see the T Rex running through the Gallimimus, then uh, sure. You're like, oh, I've stood right here. Well, so but yeah. Uh, there you go. That's uh, that is under the skin. So by all means, uh, engage. Let us know what you think of the movie. Uh, if you <laughs> if you want more more thoughts and theories and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so that that was uh, overload for the month. Uh, the vote for next month, which obviously we're actually doing this a little bit later in the month than usual, so we're actually quite near the end of the uh, mm-hmm. the voting process. But the vote is up till the end of the month for five dollar patrons and up, and it is. The Neon Demon, which is a reference film, interestingly, you brought up uh, Only God Forgives earlier, uh, which, which I picked to combat Matt's heavy hitter, because Matt picked La La Land, which he knows I will be in pain <clears throat> sitting through, because yep. I, don't, I don't like musicals, and it will drive me nuts. So, mm-hmm. that, those are the options. See, had, had I liked Sweeney Todd, um, mm. that's where I was going. But that's eh, not a movie I like, nope. and I can't lie. Again, integrity. Yeah, the, so. the, the rule is that you, we have to like the films we pick. Yep. That is the, that is the yep. one rule we have for this. Uh, mm-hmm. So, my, my, my streak, because I have now one two in a row, um, that yep. might end. However, maybe it won't. I hope it doesn't. No, I, I hope I have three in a row, because I don't want to watch La La Land, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it you goes. You think I want to watch Under the Skin? <laughs> <laughs> After Under the Skin, though, I look at Neon Demon and go, yeah, I can take that. That's fine. <laughs> well, it's funny because <laughs> you, you said me and Tim over the last couple of years have basically turned you into a horror movie watcher, whereas before you never yeah. watched any. So yep. we're breaking it down slowly but surely. Which, by the way, for the record, Tim loves Under the Skin, which I didn't know. I just saw Matt complain that he had to watch it, and then Tim chimed in. Oh, I love that movie. And I'm like, yeah, Tim, yeah. Yeah, that's your night. I was like, Tim, here's our knife back. <laughs> I thought we were cool. Uh, anyway, so that's that's under the skin. So let us know what you think of the movie. Comments below, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, I mentioned it already, but obviously you can support us uh, over at patreon.com slash mailfuzz TV. Uh, all the movie content, the the gigawatts, the one twenty one gigawatts, which is uh, me and Matt doing new movies. Uh, obviously, we'll have. Uh, uh, October's been quite quiet for those, but next month we do have uh, Thor, Justice mm-hmm. League. Um, Murdered in the Orient Express uh, they're all sort of in the pipeline so you can look forward to those uh, we have 121 in Flux which me and Connor do which is just sort of you know old movies of varying kinds uh, we do that weekly so uh, you know check out uh, all that stuff uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching uh, we always appreciate it keep watching movies guys and we'll see you next time